the U.S. and its military allies are turning their focus towards the Indo-Pacific. I'm talking about NATO, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, a military alliance between America and Europe. It started with about 12 members. Their main adversary was the Soviet Union. The Soviet Union disintegrated some 30 years back, but NATO kept expanding. Today, it touches Russia's border and it has 31 members. We'll talk about the newest member, Finland. In fact, we have an exclusive interview coming up with Finland's foreign minister. But first, let's cover the Indo-Pacific. For years, the world has dreaded a NATO versus Russia war. It's happening as we speak. Now, should we also brace for a NATO versus China war? Because NATO has specific ambitions and it's spelling them out. It had a meeting on Tuesday. Foreign ministers of all NATO member states were present. Some non-NATO allies were also there, like Japan, New Zealand and Australia. Also the deputy foreign minister of South Korea. And what's common among these four countries? None of them is a NATO member. All of them are in the Indo-Pacific. And they've all agreed to engage more with the NATO. What happens in your region, what happens in the Indo-Pacific matters for Europe. And what happens in Europe matters uh, for 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 you and i think the war in ukraine demonstrates this very clearly with its global ramifications uh, and uh, and uh, uh, the fact that we also see that uh, china and russia are standing closer together makes it just even more important that we are uh, uh, standing together as partners nato allies and uh, and you as uh, four highly valued partners this is what NATO Secretary General said at the meeting. Highly valued partners. That's what NATO calls Japan, New Zealand, Australia and South Korea. And Japan, for one, has committed to boosting cooperation with NATO. It said it cannot achieve the goal of a free and open Indo-Pacific on its own. So it needs NATO. And NATO is sending feelers to another country in the Indo-Pacific. A country that has exchanged physical blows with China. A country whose military is actually looking China in the eye and challenging China's belligerence every step of the way. I'm talking about India. Last week, the U.S. ambassador to NATO said this, and I'm quoting, NATO's door is open to more cooperation if India seeks that. NATO is more than happy to sit down any time with India. And NATO is sitting down with India. Just last month, the NATO team was in India for what's been called a secret meeting. The first of its kind between NATO and Indian officials on Indian soil. And do you know what was discussed? The situation in the Indo-Pacific and a roadmap of cooperation between India and NATO. Now, just in case it wasn't clear, when NATO says it wants to play a bigger role in the Indo-Pacific, it basically means it wants to do more to challenge China. And obviously, it cannot challenge China on its own. It needs partners in the region. And that's what it's trying to find in countries like India, partners in the fight against China. Last year, NATO recognized China as a systemic challenge. And it has been trying to get its skin in the Indo-Pacific game ever since. This does not mean that countries in the region, countries like India, will become NATO members. India is not pursuing that just yet. It means they'll work together if it comes to that. Like NATO is doing with Ukraine. When Russia invaded, NATO rushed to Ukraine's defense. Weapon systems, ammunition, a lot of money and moral support, NATO is giving all of it to Ukraine. This is a de facto Russia versus NATO war. And it has inspired more countries to join the NATO security umbrella. The newest member is Finland. 
It joined the alliance on Tuesday. This is a country that remained neutral for decades. It did not take sides even at the height of the Cold War, but now it has.